Lord, we just pray that you will give Lorraine the words of your choice, Lord, that you will speak through her to us, Lord. And may we not just be hearers of the word, but doers also. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so a bit earlier in this, in this chapter, uh, Jesus talks of events that will occur before the Son of Man returns. Nation against nation, wars, famine and earthquakes, false prophets to deceive us and lead us astray, terrible things that will be endured by us, his people, in his name's sake before he returns. If we needed motivation to keep watching for and keep expecting Jesus, then I'd say this is it. The word Advent stems from the Latin word Adventus, which literally means coming or arrival. Interestingly, St. Jerome, when composing the Latin Vulgate, also used Adventus when translating the Greek word Perusia. This word has a similar meaning, but in a broader context, refers to Jesus' second coming at the end of time. The two meanings are interwoven, interwoven coming, arrival, will come, will arrive. It's good to remind ourselves of Jesus coming down from heaven to walk this earth. Are we ready for Christmas? The tree's up, the ribbons are up, we've got tinsel, we've got candles, bells, baubles, the nativity scene. Oh, no Jesus. I'll come back to that. Some delivery companies offer an app, a phone-op application that tracks your parcel and sends messages to your phone informing you of how many stops away it is. It goes along the lines of, ping, your parcel is being delivered today. Next message, ping, your parcel is six stops away. And so it goes on until, ping, it's five minutes away from delivery. A friend of mine had this going on the other day, so while we were chatting, her phone was pinging each time with its update. She was ready for that parcel when it arrived. She even delayed a trip to the loo, just in case she missed the doorbell. When the tiny parcel arrived and was duly unwrapped, it was a pack of mini bubble wands for her Christmas table. She was ready for that delivery, time, place and what it was. I got some myself, actually. So. <laughs> Imagine them popping all over your Christmas lunch. <laughs> so let's get back to the nativity scene. No Jesus. He'll be there in his cradle on Christmas morning. We expect that to happen, and it will. Here we are expecting that on Christmas Day, we are going to be full of joy because of his birth. Joy because this wonderful counsellor this mighty God, this everlasting Father, this Prince of Peace comes down from heaven to earth. We're expecting to celebrate, eating, drinking, exchanging gifts with family and friends. 
When Jesus prophesied his own arrival, it must have been a little confusing to those hearing that message. Surely he was here already. What was he on about? We here have the benefit of knowing more about Jesus' timeline on earth than the witnesses at that specific time. We know Christ was, Christ is, and is to come. Now we could re rest easy on that, call it faith, but Jesus is clearly giving us a firm instruction to be watching and ready at all times for his return. We're expecting him to return when we're not expecting it. I've got a couple of suggestions on how we might train ourselves to be constant in our watchfulness. Keep in touch with God constantly through prayer. Think about thank you, sorry, please. The Lord's prayers covers all those things in the right order and with the right emphasis. Be open to prompts throughout the day in good times and not so good times and pray accordingly. Keep in touch with the Father that loves us constantly. It's easy to get so wrapped up with life that we forget our best helper, the very author of us, the one who knows us best, better than ourselves. You most, may soon find that even during your everyday activities, this personal, godly exchange happens more and more frequently. At our conversion, we receive the Holy Spirit to work with, through, and in us daily. Make that your constant prayer throughout the day. Be ever watchful, ever expectant of his presence. We are already equipped through the Holy Spirit to watch and expect. Stay continually, continually curious about the wonder of our God. Be eager to pull out a deeper understanding of God's love letter to us found within the scriptures. Open the Bible and expect God to reveal himself to you. Our multifaceted God will never run out of ways to bring us closer to him, our Father. In Mark 13, 31, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Don't be dull in that learning. If you learn anything from the scriptures, let it be that they are everlasting. The word of God is eternal. Jesus told us there is another beginning and it's on its way. Advent brings the past, the present and the future together through Jesus. We look forward to celebrating his birth, yet we already know his presence in our lives and look forward to his return. In Luke 12, 35 and 36, it says, Be dressed, ready for service, and keep your lamps burning, like servants waiting for their master to return from a wedding banquet, so that when he comes and knocks, they can immediately open the door for him. 
I get a bit panicky about Christmas Day, decorations, presents, lunch, etc. And I know when it's happening. How can I function in my everyday life if it's to be on a constant alert that Jesus is going to turn up at any minute? Should I worry about that? Given that not one second of worry is going to make any difference to the event. This, by the way, is true for any worry in our daily life. People do employ coping strategies for stress and worry, and that's a good and healthy thing. In truth, no strategy will work when it comes to being ready for the Son of Man returning at an unspecified time, unless the strategy is keeping watch and being ready at all times. It's the being ready at all times that seems unreasonable to me. Who actually could achieve that? If you indulge me a moment and put yourself driving a car or riding a horse or sailing a boat, that sort of thing, in each instance, you're to some extent in tune with the object on how it's reacting or behaving in a way that helps you move along. If you're proficient at any of these activities, then you'd be aware of any slight changes that need your attention. We're listening by feel or touch or movement and can make adjustments accordingly. Perhaps in a similar way, the Holy Spirit within us is working, working to help us move along, keeping us steady, keeping us stable, or in a yachting term, yar, meaning easy to handle and quick to respond. Let's embrace the Holy Spirit within us and keep us in tune to be listening instinctively. Now the Holy Spirit may at times reveal something to us that is difficult to take. Just as we might correct a child because we love them, so we too should respond well when our loving Father corrects us. It's being alert in our faith, not becoming complacent about our salvation, but growing nearer and nearer to him, working on our relationship through prayer, learning and deeds, watching out for his return will become part of our being. Again, as if to impress this point to us in Revelation 16:15, it says, Look, I come like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and remains clothed so as not to go naked and shamefully exposed. Always be clothed in the righteous robes of our salvation through Jesus. We are blessed in staying awake, spiritually speaking. We stay in a state of readiness for his arrival. I love to be left in wonder by the workings of our Lord. I'm sure I still miss a whole load of his actions, but I do know I see and feel more and more evidence of his rescuing, delivering, saving power the closer I walk with him. Aim for that walk to be as close as possible. People in Jesus' time were seeking him, on the lookout for him, 
Zacchaeus probably had to lift his robes as he ran and climbed just to see him. The sick woman risked a surreptitious touch of his robes to be healed. The rich man, the rich young man, sought him out to ask a question to be enlightened. Let us be as bold and as eager. Make all that you do be done in the service in the Lord. Now it is a bit of a stretch to imagine putting out the bins as service to the Lord. But try it. Be humble in all your offerings, large or small. Be eager to look for ways to help the poor, sick or needy. Jesus said when we do this for them, we were doing it to and for him. Imagine for a second passing by a homeless person and not even seeing them. Then the next second, Jesus returns. Were you expecting him? Were you keeping watch at that moment? What I notice when helping the youth in the youth groups is that they enjoy having older persons' attention. They appreciate being listened to. They thrive on positive affirmation. They love it when you engage with them on their level. Imagine for a second a child offering you a crumpled picture drawn especially for you and you're far too tied up with your busy day to notice. Then the next second Jesus returns. Were you expecting him? Imagine for a second a parcel being delivered to your door. You open it, you take the parcel, sign the docket. The courier is tired and is in a rush. You don't even look at his face or think to smile or give a word of encouragement. Then the next second, Jesus returns. Were you keeping watch at that moment? Be God's hands on earth to do his work. Shepherds were watching their sheep on the lookout for danger. Wise men were watching the stars and actively sought out the meaning in the new star they discovered. Part of watching is having discernment, discernment on where to cast your eyes. Keep your eyes fixed on the prize. The prize of being part of God's body, looking to Jesus in all we say think or do. In Matthew 24, 4, Jesus answered, watch out that no one deceives you. Don't be deceived by worldly ways that tell you alternatives to the teachings of Jesus. Satan himself in the form of a serpent questioned Eve by saying, you will not surely die reject suggestions that the Bible is full of contradictions. Take that as a prompt to delve deeper into the Bible for a clearer personal understanding. We should also watch out for self-deception, including feelings of guilt, pride, unworthiness. We've acknowledged our sin and asked for forgiveness, and God in his infinite mercy has forgiven us. Don't be deceived that he hasn't. Jesus has already paid the price once for all.
Keep your relationship with our Lord vibrant and alive. Keep it dynamic. Lean on him, rest on him. So when we're watching and expecting, we'll see and recognise him and he'll see and recognise us easily. Jesus, the Messiah, told the people to watch out for the Messiah. That message is still active and relevant to us today. This Advent, renew your resolve, renew your excitement that Jesus is on his way. Take a look at your walk so far with Jesus. Ask yourself if you've arrived. Go forward in the knowledge that you haven't arrived. Jesus was here, Jesus is here, and Jesus will be here again. We would do well to give all our expect attention to expect him with humility, joy, wonder, praise, reverence, standing firm in his glory and love. Amen. So we come to a call to confession now. So if you'd just bow your heads.